What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? It is your host, Mason Pierce, back at it again with another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. Guys, I hope y'all had an amazing weekend, just simply relaxing, spending time with the family, or just do, or just playing sports, doing whatever you enjoy. Now, guys, we do have a lot of very interesting NFL news, to say the least. A lot of it is regarding the new league year and free agency that is coming up, I think, March 19th. So, guys, we will dive into that later on. But, guys, let's first get into our college football segment of today's episode. And it is first we're going to be talking about TCU running back coach Rashad Samples. In case you don't know who Rashad Samples is, he was part of Sonny Dyke's staff when they were at SMU. He's kind of been known as the DFW, like, hot zone for a recruiter. Like, I mean, he gets anyone that is coming out of the DFW area to come to whatever school he's at. And as I had previously said in a past episode, I don't know if it was last episode or Friday's episode or um, last Wednesday's episode, but I remember mentioning to y'all that I said that he actually is being looked at right now by the L.A. Rams to become their new running back coach. Well, unfortunately, it became – well, not unfortunately. Unfortunately for me as a TCU fan – but good thing for Rashad and his family. Um, Rashad has actually just been officially hired by the L.A. Rams to become their new running back coach last Thursday, I want to say. I think it was Thursday or Friday. It was one of those two days. Now, I'm extremely happy for Rashad because, I mean, he, he, it, was, it was bound to happen. I mean, he was going to eventually get to that level. I was hoping we would at least be able to get a season or two out of him so we could spike up our recruiting since Gary, who honestly, in my opinion, was one of our best recruiters when it came to players, is gone and he's now in Texas which pains me but getting Rashad with Sonny Dykes and getting you know pretty much all of um, Sonny Dykes's coaching staff from SMU that in case you don't know SMU is not that big of a division one FBS school because it's in a group of five conference they recruited pretty dang well like they had multiple four stars multiple three stars that were borderline four stars so Rashad he brought a lot of talent over from SMU to TCU but unfortunately, Rashad will be joining the L.A. Rams staff as their new running back coach. I am super happy for Rashad and his family. In case you don't know, his dad is a legendary high school football coach for the Duncanville Panthers in Duncanville, Texas. So, I mean, blood just – or foot, not blood. I mean, yeah, blood does run through his body. But um, football runs through his veins. Football runs through his blood. So it was bound to happen eventually. So congrats to Rashad and his family. Now the most important news we actually have for today and is our only transfer portal news. I know guys y'all probably are missing all the transfer portal updates I used to give y'all and especially the ones that I give y'all on the official Instagram of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. And yes, I did just plug my Instagram. Or not my Instagram, but the podcast Instagram because I provide daily sports news for all you wonderful, wonderful people. Now, 
Now get back on topic, guys. In case you don't remember, Arizona State transfer quarterback Jaden Daniels, he had officially left the program. Just simply that locker room was a cancer. Um, it just wasn't working well with him and him and Herm Edwards. And it had been reported actually earlier last week that he had apparently signed papers to go join the Missouri Tigers, which kind of shocked me because I felt like he definitely could have been a way more capable starter at a school. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, Missouri is a good school, but I felt like he could have easily been to a school like Ole Miss or Big Ten caliber that's, you know, a little bit bigger but not as small as Missouri because Missouri pretty much is a Big 12 school still when it comes to competition-wise. But, excuse me, guys. But it had just been announced Sunday night that Jaden Daniels will be joining Brian Kelly in the LSU Tigers. I mean, there's not words to put up what Brian Kelly has done for the Tig for the LSU Tigers in just a, not even a full off season yet. He has gotten Missouri's Missouri and former freshman All American lineman Makai Wingo. That he also got um that he also got an Oklahoma State uh, transfer cornerback. I think it was Bernard. He also got him. I mean, they have been killing it in the transfer portal. They also got Noah Kane, which I think is going to be the most underrated transfer that LSU did receive. Because, I mean, Noah Kane, in case you don't remember, it was a Penn State running back, and he had a lot of flashes kind of a, of Saquon Barkley almost, but never really got his shot playing for the Nittany Lions, and that's ultimately what led him down to Baton Rouge and to be, you know, with Brian Kelly. So, once again, LSU fans, y'all have a lot to look forward to this season. Um, Jaden Daniels possibly could end up being y'all starting quarterback. Him and Kayshawn Butte, who Kayshawn's definitely going to end up being a first-round pick this next year's draft. But, I mean, it is going to be a deadly offense that the LSU Tigers will be having going into the 2022 season. So, great pickup for the LSU Tigers. Great, honestly, position for Jaden Daniels to be in considering that he came from Arizona State, which right now is just a complete mess of a program. So, and guys, for our final news of, you know, college football news today, it's regarding the Combine. So, in case y'all really don't watch the Combine, kind of like what I do, I mean, I look at, like, the clips you'll see on Instagram or on Twitter or on ESPN, and you'll kind of just see the main stuff. I don't really watch it simply because I've had a lot of, you know, hockey going on right now. Me and my grandma, we always watch Stars games together, so I've always been watching that. I watched TCU in Kentucky, the um, baseball series they had going on up in Kentucky this weekend. So I had a lot more stuff going on that kind of was just like, eh, I'd rather watch that than watch the Combine. But some notes that we did get from the Combine, um, apparently the guys that time it, the guys that sit right at the 40-yard line when it comes to doing the 40s, apparently cannot time right because I think it was a Baylor wide receiver I think it was Thornton. A Baylor wide receiver ran a 4.21 unofficial, which would have broke, which would have broken former Washington wide receiver um, John Ross's previous record of 4.22, which that is insanely fast. But it later came out that he ran like a 4.28, and then um, Chris Olave, in case you don't know, the All-American wide receiver for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Apparently, he ran a 4.26 unofficial, and then they ended up bringing him down to a 4.37 official time. So, I mean, it was a bad weekend for the 40 guys that time it. I bet you a lot of them right now are probably getting some pretty stern talking to. But And this was personally my favorite news that came out of the Combine, and it's regarding Georgia defensive tackle Jordan Davis. Now, to put in context about what I'm about to tell you, and you're probably like, well, it's not that fast. Jordan Davis is 6'6", 340 pounds. So, I mean, he is a mammoth of a human being, right? Like, he's not no, you know, small little guy. I mean, he's huge. 
But just to put in perspective of the time he ran, his time was faster than the Chiefs' star quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. I think another one was Mitchell Trubisky and a couple other pretty good quarterbacks, right? I mean, it was I was shocked. Jordan Davis ran a official 4.7840. Um, if that doesn't boost your draft stock, I mean, I don't know what does. So definitely expect Jordan Davis to get taken off the board and between the 10 and 20 picks. I mean, there's no way he lasts, in my opinion. There's no way he lasts late first round because there's just too much talent. Now, yes, a lot of it is raw. A lot of it needs to still be sculpted into something that can be used greatly and not just kind of crazy. Now, there's a lot of aspects of his game, like I just said, that really, like, it's it's just he needs work on, right? But that talent with that size, that speed, I think any scout right now is immediately putting him as their number one player right now to grab in this draft. Obviously, either tackle from Alabama or, or NC State is going to get picked probably at number one, considering that the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they need linemen, like need linemen, considering that Brandon Linder and um, I forgot the center's name, but they're probably both going to eventually be on their way out. They kind of need to just revamp that line in general, plus with Cam uh, Robinson being absolutely garbage. But anyway, so yeah, that was kind of interesting for me was the fact that a guy that is at, that's listed, and this is official, is it listed at 6'6", 340 pounds, ran a 4.7840. Now that is just insane. That is actually insane for a human being that big to be able to run that fast. That is literally a freight train running at you, but in human form. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of more there's a lot more combine news, and I'm sorry guys, I don't really watch the combine as much as I know a lot of people do or like a lot of podcasters really talk about or talk show hosts or yada yada yada. I kind of just look at some of the more important side of it, which I think this is probably the biggest one, and I think the Cowboys if Randy Gregory and all of them leave or don't get re-signed, I definitely think we should look at getting it him now guys let's get on to the nfl side of today's news but 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 before we do i want to ask y'all please make sure to follow the official instagram and tiktok of the cover seven with mason pierce podcast at cover seven with mason pierce you will constantly be updated with daily sports news and all the things that any type of sports fan would love to see on a daily basis now guys get let's get right into the nfl side of today's segment and the first news is regarding cowboys and star wide receiver amari cooper and, and this is kind of unfortunate news for me being a Cowboys fan, but it's being reported that several sources at the NFL Combine and several sources within the Cowboys organization believe that Amari Cooper will either be cut or traded right as the league year begins and before the season. Um, this is really sad to see what promise he had. Because, I mean, the talent's still there. It's more of a matter of, and I, and I remember listening. I was listening to 105.3 The Fan, which is a DFW station on the radio. They were discussing about how this wasn't really Amari Cooper's fault, the fact that he didn't put up the numbers he wanted. It's It was a signal caller. It was Kellen Moore. It was all these guys that were either a fr- either front office role or even the coaching staff role. And then Dak as well because Dak threw a lot of dumb passes, but Dak can't throw a good pass if he's not getting good plays. And you can't call good plays if you have front office guys telling you, we'll fire you if you don't you know do this. So it's kind of just one of those things, unfortunately, where – it was Amari's time. Just it was. It was. He wasn't meant to stay with the Cowboys. He wanted to stay with the Cowboys. I mean, heck, back in 2020, he took a pay cut to stay with the Cowboys. He was going to get paid a lot more to go be with the um, Washington Commanders, but he decided to stay with the Cowboys. So I think it's unfortunate how this, you know, this all unfolded. I do wish Amari the best, 
And I kind of want to see what team he's going to end up landing with. I, I, honestly, in my opinion, I say the current favorites are probably the Eagles, Browns, and um, Eagles, Browns, and I don't know. Let, let me let me know what y'all think on the official Instagram. I kind of I really don't know. I think really my two favorites I want to see him at is the Eagles and Browns, simply because the Browns need another number one receiver because Jarvis obviously is not. Jarvis is more of a slot type type and utility wide receiver. And then on the Eagles side, they just need someone to pair up with um, former first round pick Devontae Smith. Because, I mean, Devontae already showed the same talent that he had in Alabama. So, I mean, it's not like with the Jalen Rager situation where it's completely bamboozled. I mean, Jalen never really should have been a first round pick to begin with. But he's the talent was there. And the Eagles, unfortunately, never molded him into that first round pick that they hoped. So. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Amari Cooper this offseason. The next news we have, and it's also regarding free agency, is it's between the Kansas City Chiefs and their star free safety, Tyron Matthew. Um, Tyron, throughout the whole 2021 season, had talked about how he wanted to stay with Kansas City. He was willing to sign a contract extension with Kansas City if it was the right amount. And it's, look like, and it's looking like he's not going to be getting the right amount. Because per um, Ian Rappaport, it's looking like he's going to test the free agency mark free agency market come March 19th. So that's a huge loss for that Chiefs secondary that's already going to be weak considering they're going to be losing Charverius Ward as well. The corner, They're starting cornerback two free agency, and he's already getting looked at by a couple other teams. So Kansas City Chiefs might slowly be on a decline. I mean, it's sad to say because, I mean, it was such a fun time when the Chiefs were, you know, that explosive offense and semi-consistent defense. But Times might be changing in Kansas City, considering they also have to re-sign Orlando Brown Jr., their starting left tackle. But it's looking like that won't even happen either. So who who even knows? Now, the next news we also have is still, you know, regarding contract extensions and all that. It's regarding the Cleveland Browns and starting quarterback Baker Mayfield. Now, apparently the Browns had met with Baker Mayfield's representatives and told him that they would not be extending Baker this season to a long-term deal this you know it won't happen at all this offseason but he will still remain their starting quarterback going into this next league year so it looks like baker will at least get one more year to redeem himself if not the browns are saying get out of dodge get out of here we do not need you kick rocks it's kind of not really shocking me because baker really has not shown consistent play besides his rookie season and that was about it i mean he really has not shown any glimpse of starting quarterback capability still in this league I mean once again we all got kind of bamboozled by his rookie season we all thought wow okay the, the Browns might have finally found a steady quarterback but I think also the fact that this year's draft class at, at the quarterback position is pretty weak there's not there's no one to really replace him I mean there's no one that genuinely besides like Malik Willis who has been outstanding in the NFL combine as well making all his passes and at first I thought Sam Howell but apparently in the combine Sam Howell's kind of been just his stock is dropping a lot because he's missed a lot of easy throws. Now that might just be the pressure, which you still don't want to you still don't want to happen. But it, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, so there so there you go. That's regarding the Browns and Baker Mayfield situation. So Baker will still remain their starting quarterback for at least this year, unless something else happens. Next news we also have is between Jair Alexander and the Packers. They have both both sides have been working on a new contract extension to keep Alexander up in Green Bay. This is great. Obviously, Jair is definitely a top five cornerback in this league when healthy. So that allows the Packers to at least, at least have some stability still on that defense, considering Zadarius Smith is going to probably end up being gone this year. And they'll probably end up having to move around a couple pieces to make a lot more cast space for that team. Now, the next news we have is regarding the um, 
the LA Chargers and wide receiver Mike Williams. In case you don't know, Mike Williams, his first part of his career, he practically never played due to either torn ACLs or just straight leg injuries. And it was unfortunate because he was super talented coming out of Clemson back in like 2016. But it's being reported that the Chargers will use the franchise tag if Mike Williams and, the, and them cannot agree on a new long-term deal. Not really shocking because, I mean, they like Mike Williams. He's always been a, he's always been good on the outside right next to Keenan Allen. So that at least keeps some consistency for the Chargers and Justin Herbert going forward. Now the next news is also regarding my Cowboys. Um, Michael Gallup and the Dallas Cowboys are apparently close on a new contract extension and it has been made their new number one priority. Once again, now this is not shocking considering the new Amari Cooper news and the fact that Amari Cooper is officially leaving Dallas pretty much. So obviously that means it's going to be Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, um, probably Noah Brown, and a couple other receivers, which is good because it gets rid of that horrible contract Amari Cooper has. And it allows for us to at least have some cap room, if any, just some maybe. And also some more Cowboys news. Um, it's apparently looking like now that, that Dalton Schultz will be getting the franchise tag if they do intend to use it, unless Randy Gregory, you know, does not agree to a deal. So I really don't think they need to do that. I think there's plenty of tight ends in this year's draft that easily can replace a guy like Dalton Schultz because if you can run a five-yard five yard comeback route or five-yard hitch, you'll be fine. So... I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, it does keep consistent consistency. That is another thing that the Cowboys really suffered with this year, especially in O-line, uh, having no consistency at all. And I really do think that's another thing that the Cowboys need to target going into the draft is consistency and finding a new piece for that O-line going on, going, going long term. Because unfortunately, this year was kind of a bad year for line play. I mean, Tyron Smith practically is just a just he's just a part of what he used to be. He's not I don't think he'll ever get back to that elite all pro Tyron Smith that we were so used to seeing. And same with Lael Collins. After he got suspended for the first three games of the season it was like three games of the season, he completely just went was horrible. He's getting beat by average Joes and it was really bad. So I think Dallas also is going to need to start looking for for exterior linemen and interior linemen. So now the next news we have, guys, is regarding um, the Jacksonville Jaguars free agent wide receiver DJ Chark. Um, apparently there's three teams in the league right now that none of them have been named, but there's just it's apparently a rumor there's three teams right now that are willing to pay him, quote-unquote, legit money to get the, the um, uh, free agent wide receiver. DJ Chark is good. DJ, he's definitely a good outside receiver. Um, he showed glimpses of being a good receiver. The only problem is the fact that he has, he's had a long, long list of injuries. He's never really – I don't think he's ever played a full season in the NFL. I don't think he's ever eclipsed 1,000 yards either. So I don't think he should be getting paid legit money. I definitely do think he should be getting paid a decent decent amount. But I don't think he should be getting paid the amount that I think some teams are about to drop on him. And I bet you probably one of those teams is the Jets, considering that they just at the wide receiver position are horrid. And considering that they probably need to get rid of Jay Crowder's um, wide receiver, their starting slot receiver, I think they really need to find a good replacement. And I think putting DJ Chark in the slot would honestly be a good idea. Because DJ always played the outside with LaVisca Chenault in, in the slot, which that always was kind of eh. But I think, or I hope DJ gets, you know, a decent amount of money. But ultimately, I don't think he fully deserves that amount, considering he's just he hasn't really proven anything so far. 
Um, now, the biggest news, and this is honestly the biggest news in my opinion, it's regarding the New England Patriots and their star cornerback, J.C. Jackson. There's been a lot of rumors going around about whether the Patriots would re-sign him to a mega deal or if they would let him walk and let another team sign him to the mega deal that he apparently is wanting. And J.C. even said himself that he's looking to be the highest-paid cornerback in the league. I mean, I don't think he should be paid more than Jalen Ramsey, but he is definitely should be top five, top ten paid in the league for sure, without a doubt. So, and it was just announced earlier last week that J.C. Jackson will actually be testing the market come March 19th, so he will officially be testing the free agency market. And I really don't know what team he's going to sign with. I definitely see the Cardinals, Jets, um, definitely Cardinals, Jets, Maybe the Dolphins, I don't think the Dolphins are really going to be huge on them considering they already have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. But if they moved on from Byron Jones, then yeah, I definitely could see teaming. I mean, just imagine J.C. Jackson and Xavier Howard both lined up on the house. That is insane. But yeah, so J.C. Jackson is officially a free agent. So that is a huge name to watch out for. I will make sure to always keep you all updated with the latest news. Um, the next news we have is regarding the Buffalo Bills and wide receiver Cole Beasley. Now, in case you don't really remember, back a couple months ago, Cole Beasley was dealing with all the vaccination issues and kind of, you know, being outcast almost from everyone in the league. The Bills didn't really like it. The Bills fans didn't really like it. Most of the NFL didn't like it. So Cole Beasley's kind of already been on that. All right, so when am I going to get released? When am I going to get traded? Well, now it is official that the Buffalo Bills have allowed Cole Beasley to actually seek a trade. This is huge news for teams that are looking for a really solid and already solidified um, slot receiver. I really wish the Cowboys would pick him up, but we do have Cedric. We do have Noah, so we really don't need a slot receiver. But whoever ends up getting Cole is definitely going to get a solid starter for a couple years. So I'm glad that you know Buffalo is going to also be looking to move forward with a younger slot receiver because I know Cole is definitely getting up there in age, but nothing less is good decision by both sides. Um for the final news today, guys, um, is regarding the New England New the New England Patriots. Now, apparently, they were trying to trying to explore trade to land current Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson, which, in case you don't know, is could easily be top twenty five receiver in the league when targeted properly. We saw this past year with the Carolina Panthers that he just wasn't getting targets at all by Sam Darnold. He wasn't getting targets at all by P.J. Walker. It was kind of one of those situations. Even Cam Newton, when Cam Newton played, I mean, he just was not getting targeted. He's getting paid, I think, 10-plus mil a year easily. The Panthers had just signed him to a one-year extension, too, this past offseason. So the um, Patriots, if they had did land him, they would have two years of control, or they would have two years on his contract left. So I think, honestly, if they do end up getting Robbie Anderson, I definitely would expect at least Nelson Aguilar or another outside receiver to definitely get moved from the Patriots as well as like kind of a corresponding move considering that Nelson Aguilar is on a decent-sized contract. And you know having Robbie Anderson completely just kills the need for a guy like Nelson Aguilar. So, guys, I, I hope you all enjoyed today's episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. I very much enjoyed making it for y'all. Guys, do not forget to follow the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. And, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic Monday. I hope you all have a fantastic start to y'all's week. And I will see you all again on Wednesday. Peace, guys.